Hello, and welcome to another episode of Piecing the Parsha Together. This week is Parsha's Mitzorah. It's also Shabbos Hagadol. Parsha's Mitzorah continues with the discussion of last week of Tsaras. Um, <clears throat> perhaps, in some ways, it's even in the middle of the discussion because it talks about somebody who had Tsaras and now he becomes Tahor, this is how he goes about to purify himself. That's the first chunk of the parsha, and then gets into a, the rest of the rest of this parak of Mitzorah gets into a discussion about saras on people's houses, and then the parsha concludes with the discussion of other tumas relate to man, because we said Tazria and Taz, Parsha Tazria we begin discussing tumah as it relates to to people. Um, but focusing on the end of the saras discussion, there's kind of two questions that emerge, I think, fairly blatantly. One of them is, if we're not done talking about Saras, why would we have sort of in the middle the Korbanos that are brought? You bring Korbanos, the person has Saras, and it heals, and then he brings his Korbanos, and then the Torah talks about Saras. In Parshish Tazria, Saras of the houses, in Parshish Tazria, you had uh, a person having Saras on his skin, and the hair, and the beards, and then it talks about on, on clothing, and then it says, when it's healed, you bring these korbanos to the beginning of Parshish Mitzorah. Why not also include um, the discussion of Saras in the houses? Uh, an additional question is that based on the Medrash, which uh, I'm not sure if Rashi quotes, but I, I feel like it's well relatively well-known Medrash. Anyways, the order is actually reversed. It says that a person uh, gets, Hashem first sends the tsaras on his house. And if he does tshuva, then it won't spread any farther. And he'll just take off some stones. And if he, if he, if he doesn't do tshuva, he'll have to, uh, you know, destroy the house. And if he doesn't do tshuva, it'll come on his clothes. If he does tshuva from that, you just wash it off. If he doesn't do tshuva, he'll have to burn the clothes. And then if he doesn't do tshuva, it'll come on his body. Medrash, um, and again, if he does shuva, he can he can become tahor, and if not, he's going to have to sit silent, uh, silently outside the the, the camp. So Vikar Raba Zion Dalit. So if that's the case, why would we not mention saras? Based on this metaphor, we would not mention saras the houses first, and then clothing, and then people. It's in the opposite order. So two different questions, both related to the the sort of the the placing of different pieces of this this parsha. Why, why, are the, why are the korbanos where they are, perhaps, and why is the tsaras of the houses afterwards, and why maybe it should maybe it should even be first? That's the sort of idea that I want to look at. So the orachaim, um, which I think is the only one on the page of your standard mikdash that, that I could see that addresses this issue, says that first off. The tsaras of the houses did not apply in, in the Midbar. It only applied once they got into Eretz Yisrael. Pasuk says, Kisavo, El Haaretz. The Das Mikra, which has a very, very lovely um, uh, sequum of the tsaras of the houses, it goes through uh, this, points out that if you look at the, way, the wording of the Psukim, when it talks about saras on a person, it says mechutz gemachane in parak yigimel memvav, in parak yidalid gimel, it says viatzeh hakoyin al mechutz gemachane. It's vachay avol gemachane. It's a pasuk ches. So there's at least three times it says machane. When it talks about the houses, 
it says, first off, in Pesach Mem of, uh, of this parak, I guess you Yudalad, there talks about a city. And then it says, in the next Pesach. And then it says, in Pesach Mem Vav. They send it out of the city again, that's Pesach Nun Kimmel. So four times it says, we're talking about um, the Saras of the house, it talks about cities. It's clear from the Pesachim, the wording of the Pesachim, that we're in a different place. Saras of the houses, and, and theoretically the the Saras of the houses is in Eretz Yisrael only. Saras on a person, and, and seemingly also uh, good clothing, would have been something that uh, was in the Midbar. Um, saw it quoted. Uh, I didn't see a name for it. Maybe it's the person who compiled. I think it's called the Oats of Torah on Parshish Matsara. I think he said that maybe it, maybe they didn't have Saras on, their, on the clothes because it seems like the clothing were a nace. Um, it says in Parshish Akim that the clothing didn't wear out. Maybe it wasn't on the clothing, um, but uh, quite possibly it was. So either way, uh, if you're assuming it was, then then um, then you explain uh, why those two, according to Orachayim, why those two would come first. Now Orachayim is like further trying to further like grapples with this issue of the of the korbanos. Why why is the korbanos? Maybe the korbanos should just be after. I think he wants to say after Saras of a person, and I think he's trying to say that putting the korbanos of, of a mitzvah becoming tahor in the middle sort of of the tzaras shows you that whether it's talking about on a person or on his clothing, it's all for the same type of sin. Lush and horror, no one would should think that perhaps one is a more severe sin than the other. It's not true. They're equal as seen by the fact that you have tzaras on a person, tzaras on the clothing, and then the korbanos brought for those two. They're simulated that they're equal. So that's that's um, the Orachim's comment. Um, there's a Rabbeinu Bachya, which says, you know, maybe we do put it the opposite way. As he says, The words of the, or the ways of the Torah are pleasant. So you, you talk about, um, you want to, you want to tell, tell the person, I guess, the, the, the worst one first, and then you get, and you get it easier. Um, and obviously, I guess a person should destroy his house, and it, it could take take a longer period of time. The the Das Mikra points out, though, there's a couple things about Saras of the house, which is, I think, perhaps more salient is there's a possibility. Gemara in Sanhedrin says that the Saras on the house has never existed, and the Gemara tries to make different drushes there to make it so difficult. Uh, for for Tzaras and House to ever happen, that it, perhaps it never happened. As Machlokas, if it ever happened, and, and um, um, Mar says it, it never happened, so why would it be there? Drush Makabel's far, and then it quotes two different opinions. Rabbi Ezer ben Shimon says, "Nope, I, I saw that there's a there's a specific place uh, where they threw the stones." And Shimon ben Yehuda says also they had a place where they had the the stones. Uh, so perhaps. Uh, it did happen, but quite possibly perhaps it didn't, and that would perhaps be an, an additional reason um, why it would be separated. The Das Mikra goes on to point out that there's a lot of different kulas associated um, with saras on houses. He says it would never be on a circle house. Uh, maybe that's from Mishnah in Nagoyim. It could never be on a triangular house. It could never be on a house. Maybe uh, some house only has two corners. Maybe it's up against something, and nor, nor a pentagram, a, pent a pentagon. So a lot of different kulas, perhaps this is built into the, the comment in the Gemara that 
that it never even existed. Um, and he says that you don't you don't open windows to see it. If it's not light enough, it's too bad. It's okay. It won't become tummy. So there's a lot of there's a lot of different kulas associated with saras on a house. And then you have this final aspect, which is something that Rashi quotes of maybe it's a good thing. It says, Basura It's a, and you're being informed. Because it says the Amorim hid in their houses Matmonio Shalzahav, Bikiras Batayim, in the walls of their houses they hid gold. They had Nega from the Nega, notates a bias, Umotzan. They would uh, you know, crumble the house and, and you'd uh, you'd be able to take the gold out. Uh, the Dasmik approach says as a Ralbag that maybe the houses were uh, substandard quality. And then the nega would come, and they would destroy the house, and then you'd have a, a better house, and the person would be saved from a life-threatening situation. So we see from from these midrashim, it sounds like it's almost positive, which is difficult to reconcile. But um, perhaps it's an opportunity, as is the case with maybe the Tsaras process. The way Hashem is saying it is that okay, you did something wrong. I don't want you to have to be sent out, right? By Sachs points out in his uh, essay from this book, uh, Studies of Spirituality, that the Torah normally doesn't go to the lengths of shaming somebody. That's not how our society was built. But in the case of Mitzorah, it does. The person has to stay outside. He has to call it, I'm telling keep away from me. So maybe, and this is a, this is drastic, but again, if, if a person speaking Lashon Hara or doing some of these other sins, which are also not good, uh, you know, there were more severe sins, being stingy, if it's a question of Moadazara or Gilei some of the things we talked about last week, right? So Hashem is using Saras as a way to cause um, introspection on a person. So if you take the opportunity right away, when it's on just the house level, so it can turn into something very positive, you may end up finding buried treasure. Or maybe you're saved from a defective house. If it gets worse, then you lose your, your, your house right, in its entirety, and then it'll go to your clothes. Right? And again, there's still an opportunity to fix it. And if not, you get to us, and there's still an opportunity to fix it, or else you will be cut off. So perhaps um, part the the Nagayim that are on the houses prevents us with an opportunity, which we see in, in this uh, Parsha of Tzaras. There's multi-layers of opportunity. Hashem doesn't want us. Uh, to be cast out of society. There's um, a Gemara, I think it's in the Dharam, it says that four people are considered dead. And one of them is, I think, somebody has Saras because you're kept away. The other the other people was somebody who doesn't have children, I think, someone who can't hear. Um, these are people who are, who are kept sort of away from society. And that is what will happen. That is the remedy for the person who is speaking Lashon Hara, is that they may be kicked out of society. That's what has to be. But again, there's an opportunity given. And perhaps... When they first came into Eretz Israel, there was there was an opportunity to not just make it neutral. Okay, the person caught himself and fixed it before it got too bad. But maybe there's even bracha that comes from it. I hope that we can always take our opportunities, and and even if there's a potential challenge that emerges, take the opportunity and use the opportunity, and then it will obviously turn into a positive. Wish everyone a uh, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you all for listening, and I uh, hope to see you next time.